listening to Parallel Fiction, a podcast that celebrates storytellers across all mediums. Each episode, we weave together two stories within a common theme and analyze their meaning on everyday life. This week's theme is dance and gymnastics. I'm Heather. And I'm Jeff. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, guys, welcome back. We, uh, we took a little bit of time to catch a little break, and uh, we're back with a really fun episode. This is like your peanut butter and jelly here i'm really excited about this i'm gonna talk a lot so sorry and gymnastics yeah which is well dance has been my full life and um yeah that's that and i teach gymnastics so yeah so this is like a low-key heather's (laughs) yeah low-key heather pick but it is in honor of national dance and gymnastics day which just passed this previous weekend uh i believe Mm. it was they're both on the same day, conveniently. It was the 16th, I think Thursday. No, it was a Saturday. I think oh. it was the uh, 18th. Gotcha. But a lot of stuff happened in the dance world this week. I mean, with, uh, I guess, some testimonies going on. before the For gymnastics, you mean. Gymnastics, sorry. And, and it is yeah. somewhat relevant right now with um, all the craziness that's going on in the gymnastics world. Uh, it's interesting to address it. I feel like we'll get we could get into that in analysis in a way. And if you don't know what's going on, uh, long story short, if you haven't heard about Larry Nassar, go look him up. He's a piece of shit. Um, But moral of the story is uh, the FBI, along with other uh, heads of committees, including the Olympic Committee and USA USA Gymnastics, basically covered up what he did for a year and allowed allowed many women to continue to get abused for. Far longer than it should have been. Yeah. So they're all in some shit, yes. as they should be. Um, but on, I guess, a different note, I'll be covering the movie Stick It, which is writer's side of gymnastics. It kind of... It's a little comedic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that was a, that was a fun pick. It was a fun pick. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit on the uh, darker end of the spectrum. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, mine's a little bit heavier yeah. in, 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 to an extent. It's um, the I'm dark covering... The book, Tiny Pretty Things, oh. which I know it's just been turned into a Netflix show, which is also why I kind of wanted to cover it because I know the Netflix show was kind of a big hit not too long ago. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. We got to watch gotta get, the Netflix. We got to write to Vice to get like the dark side of dance to come on. Honestly. <laughs> so got, like, yeah, dark there's side some everything. shit, man. People yeah. don't realize like how dark dance some stories, and gymnastics yeah. can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's some shit out there. Damn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, and it, we can definitely get into it more in analysis, but yeah. you know, this is- <laughs> basically, you're abusing young women in general. So, yeah. yikes! Yikes! Let's get into it. We'll do some uh, rock paper scissors. Absolutely. Let's go. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors shoot. Uh, Amateur okay, hour. So I'm actually have you present your story first this okay. week. All right. Um, and also, if you guys want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you could find us anywhere podcasts are listened to. <laughs> Wherever they're streaming. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we're like in the, f- I think we're the top hit on Google now. If you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not I'm like, into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but specifically, we're on the uh, tried and true Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Simplecast. Yeah, and if you want to reach us on uh, social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Parallel Fiction, Parallel Fiction Podcast on Facebook, or send us an old-fashioned email at ParallelFictionPod at gmail.com. Yeah, we have really neat stickers now, so if you want to get your hands on one of those, just DM us. I don't think we're going to be charging. No, yeah, we just want to get it out there. Let us know where you're at, and we'll mail you some. Oh, and we'd love to connect with you, so definitely reach out if you have any, like, themes or books you would like us to cover like we're always here for ideas throw it in the suggestion box it'd be less thinking for us so we're on our home stretch to our one year too so that's exciting i want to remind everybody that that's going to be october 13th i think that wednesday oh my goodness assuming (laughs) nothing catastrophic happens (laughs) to now then but uh yeah so we're excited we had some fun stuff planned for you guys definitely um Definitely check in with us. Yeah, and, and we may be switching our show format a little bit. Yeah. Um, try to make it not as lengthy, yeah, possibly. So, so look after that, especially with the baby coming and stuff. Yeah, we're not going to have time to <laughs> sit here for like 
hours trying to like like streamline (laughs) a little bit so we could like get them out on time instead of like this week when we had a little bit of a break but uh yeah why don't we take a quick break right now and we'll come back with pretty little things tiny pretty things Ah. and i promise we'll be right back (laughs) we're back let's talk about tiny pretty things this book was written in 2015. Didn't realize it came oh, out that long. New. I think it kind of sat a little unknown up until the TV show, I feel like, because I had never heard of it before. And Yeah, me neither. I'd always be here for a good dance book. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this was co-written by two authors. We have Danielle Clayton and Sonia Charapatra. <laughs> I said it right. <laughs> did it pr- did it proud. I, I did it. That's how she said I'm it, actually so. really proud of myself that I just did that name because a lot of people on YouTube were struggling with it. So yeah. <laughs> I feel very important right now. Putting in the work. I'm trying. I really, yeah. do, I really do try because I feel like, you know, you got to honor everybody's name. Absolutely. Okay. So this book takes place in New York City, Ooh. specifically at an elite ballet academy in the heart of Manhattan. So pretty pricey. Yeah, probably pretty <laughs> pricey. And it's like a boarding school, you know, so like yeah. they live there. So very expensive and also super elite. Um, New York is definitely one of the major cities in the world for dance. Yeah, definitely. This ballet academy is one of the most prestigious in the country, and it trains students to enter the American Ballet Academy uh, company after graduation. Once accepted, the students experience bullying, racism, (laughs) eating disorder, and fierce competition between each other. So, you know, just your typical average dance things. Um, I do want to offer a trigger warning, though. Eating do- disorders do play kind of a prevalent role through this novel. Um, so mm. if you're triggered by that, I would probably stay away from it because one of the characters does struggle with an eating disorder. This story is told from multiple perspectives of the top three dancers at the Academy. So you have Betty, June, and this new girl, Gigi. So Gigi was recently accepted into the Ballet Academy from California. Oh. Unfortunately, from the moment she's from the moment she starts, she's kind of pitted against everybody because mm. not only is she brand new. So, you know, sometimes you have that like. There's like a click. Yeah. And then You know, the new person tries to come in and it's just it's like starting a new job and everybody's yeah. friends with everybody. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to be the new person. Yeah. So not only is she new, though, but she's also the only black student at the academy currently. Uh, so, you know, we're super not di- diverse there, you know, yeah, New York. Yeah, but it's ballet. So, um, I mean, we could get into this later, but ballet is primarily um, been seen as like a European white thing for a while. The dance world is finally starting to wake up a little bit and be a little bit more accepting. Mm. Um, But that's a recent, recent thing. Gotcha. So it's interesting they highlight it in this novel. Uh, She's super talented, though, this new girl, Gigi. And that causes a lot of jealousy among the dancers who have been fighting and working hard for years. You know, so basically this girl comes in and she's like, yeah, super awesome. And not <laughs> only is like she's a new girl and she's black, but she's like amazingly she's talented. Like pedal like, to the metal. Like yeah. Right she just like is a natural star. <laughs> so Betty was the original star student at the Academy prior to Gigi's arrival. She was the one that was always getting the lead roles. She's dating Alec, who is a male dancer, and his dad also is on the board for the American Ballet. Well, so. must be nice. <laughs> yup. Got lots of that cash yeah. money. Some of that nepotism going on. <laughs> yup, a little bit of that. Uh, and Betty's older sister is actually in the American Ballet Company as a soloist. So she, oh, and cool. she went through the school, went through the academy, and was the star student at the academy. Mm. And now she's like the company member. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I don't know what that means. Okay, so basically the school that they're in is set up for them to graduate into the company, you know, if they're well liked. And so like the ballet company would be like the most prestigious performing group. I'm trying to let me see if I could put this in a way where (laughs) I say it correctly, but (laughs) it makes sense to the average person. So if they pass through the X-Men school, they get to be part of the X-Men. Right. (laughs) But like you have to be accepted into the company and not everybody. You could go to the school for your whole life and not get accepted into the company. It's very. That sucks. Elite. Yeah. Um, They take only like the best of the best. Mm. And that's why it's so competitive amongst the students, because. If you're not the best, then you're not 
going to live your dreams of making it into this company. Now, with that being said, yeah, there's a million different companies out there. Um, mm. But sometimes it's the number one prestigious one that everybody wants to be a part of, you yeah, know? And everybody knows about Juilliard, the school. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to be the best of the best to get into Juilliard. Mm. So that's kind of the gist, the gist here. Um. So anyway, Betty's like constantly living in her older sister's shadow because her older sister was like the superstar and she just, you know, thinks she's going to please like follow her trail. Uh, Betty's mom is also like super emotionally abusive and also giving her a hard time all the time. So that doesn't help. Dance moms. Dance moms. Yeah. <laughs> so the other uh, elite dancer at the school we have is June and June is half Korean and she doesn't know who her father is. So her mother's. Korean and then her father is white. Um, her mother is a former ballerina and she is just as controlling and abusive as Betty's mom is. She's constantly pushing June to her limits, limits which causes June to desperately seek perfection at any cost, including her health. So, uh, this is the character that has the eating disorder. Mm. She struggles throughout the whole book and attempts to hide it from the school nurse. So, I gotta say, like, you know, I appreciate they have a school nurse in the book who. They have to do like check in and usually with weigh-ins in dance, you have to be under a certain weight limit. Like you can't be too, too big. Gotcha. But in this book, it's the opposite. The school nurse doesn't want you to go too low. Like if you're too low, you'll get Mm. dismissed from the school. Like, yeah. So that was very surprising to me. And I, I wonder if that's, I mean, like being a threshold. I've never, yeah, like, I've never experienced, like, weigh-ins for dance. Mm. Like, I grew up in a pretty healthy dance environment, positive, healthy environment. And I've been very lucky that I didn't have to deal with that kind of stress. But I know it did exist, does exist. I think there probably, unfortunately, are people out there that do do weigh-ins where you have to. Yeah. If you're not a certain weight, then you're dismissed. Like if you're too heavy, you would mm. be dismissed from the school or the company. It's terrible. Yeah. They did. They do that in gymnastics too. Yeah, It's very toxic. Well, you, well, but like you could be like a muscular, like 160. Yeah. And look the same as, you know, like a schlubby. Yeah. <laughs> not that to like shit on no, anybody's but, looks. But, but muscle you know, does like, weigh more. You're right. Looks, you could look the same as somebody who, you know. I know. And way more or less. I mean, ballet is all about, and gymnastics too, about yeah. having a certain body type. And we can definitely, we'll get into that yeah. more. Um, but quick little backstory here to Tiny Pretty Things. So they're like kind of intermingled in between their perspectives. We hear about last year, there was a new, another new girl. Her name was Cassie. And Cassie was very talented and she began to get a lot of lead roles. And her talent is caused caused the same jealousy that's kind of going on now with Gigi. Mm. And unfortunately, Cassie was targeted by constant bullying to the point where she was hurt and left school. We later find out that Betty had forced Will, who's another male dancer, um, who was partnering with Cassie. So they were doing a lift and Will was holding her up over his head. Yeah. And Betty had basically forced Will to drop her. Oh, shit. And she ends up breaking her hip. So she's been out of school and in rehab. Um, So she's absent throughout the whole book. But, like, she's present in a way because her boyfriend, Henry, who was a ballet dancer over in, like, France. He was, like, a French student or whatever. So I don't know. He, anyway, he transferred to the ballet academy. So oh, okay. Henry's, like, the hotshot male dancer now at, at the academy. And he was dating Cassie. Okay. So that's just a quick little side note. So Betty's been looking forward to the cast list reveal for the Nutcracker for forever. She feels like this is her year to get the lead of the Sugar Plum Fairy. So I feel like pretty much everybody knows Nutcracker. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty. No of it. In the right. Song. I mean, for the most part, that's a pretty standard yeah. ballet. I only found out recently that there's like a storyline to the Nutcracker. I never knew that. Honestly. Wait, really? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, yes, there's a storyline to it. And uh the lead role is the Sugar Plum Fairy. I mean, there's the the young girl Clara and she goes on an adventure, but um for adult dancers, Sugar Plum Fairy is like the number one role you want. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So Betty would also be partnering with Alec, her long term boyfriend. 
as I mentioned before, and the cast list goes up. Alec is the prince, Cavalier. Uh, but it turns out Gigi is cast as the Sugar Plum Fairy and not Betty. Oh, shit. Yeah, much to everybody's surprise. And things go from bad to worse for Betty pretty quickly because Alex, Alec ends up breaking up with Betty and uh, starts to date Gigi instead. Oh, no. <laughs> not what you want. Not only does she take your role, she also takes your man. <laughs> Gigi quickly becomes a new target for Betty's schemes because remember Betty was the one who forced Will to drop Cassie last year. So we're coming up on some toxic things, friends. Some schemes going on. Yeah, some schemes. Some pranks. (laughs) (laughs) Dance pranks. Dance pranks. So June, don't forget about June, is always tired of being the understudy. She got cast as an understudy and an understudy is um, someone who they might have another role, yeah. But for the lead roles, the, there's an understudy, and they have to learn the entire part, all the dance, all the choreography. And if God forbid something happens to the lead, they get sick, they get hurt, they get put on stage. Yeah. So like basically, yeah, basically, you're not going on stage unless something's wrong with the lead. So poor June is always the understudy, <laughs> <laughs> and she needs to land a lead role this year, or her controlling mother, who's been threatening her, will pull her from school. Basically saying, like, if you're not the lead, you're not the best, then why are you wasting your time on pulling you? Damn. Yeah. So she decides she's going to sabotage Gigi as well because Gigi's the lead and she'll get the lead if Gigi is hurt. Yeah. Um, Between June and Betty, many pranks, a.k.a. bullying, basically, (laughs) happen. (laughs) And it starts small. It's like threatening messages on mirrors, like Betty wrote on a mirror in lipstick to, like, threaten her. and then. There was passive-aggressive notes, verbally abusive conversations where Betty's basically gaslighting Gigi and saying she's crazy. Um, They trick a little, they have like little dancers at the school. They trick like a little six-year-old to deliver Gigi a moldy cookie with a cockroach. (laughs) Like, you know, it's kind of like somewhat harmless in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, But things quickly get worse with it escalating to the point of shards of glass being put. breaks. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Um, but this is shards of glass being put into the point shoes. So like her foot gets all cut up. So like dancers, their most important tool is their body. Yeah. And like, if you get hurt, like you're fucked. Mm, Yeah. Especially if your feet get all cut up. (laughs) Yeah. She like can't walk. So her amazing boyfriend, Alex, like Alex carries her, you know, around and she's bleeding and it's big. (laughs) It's very dramatic. And both Betty and June deny doing. The glass in the shoe. Yeah. So they're both like, I, we didn't do that. Meanwhile, uh, Will, he was the dancer that dropped Cassie last year. He has a huge crush on Alec. And it's like this unrecorded love. Like, he knows that it's never going to happen between them. They're like best friends. Yeah. And he knows that Alec is straight and will never be interested in him. So at one point, Will reveals to Gigi that he's moved on and is now interested in someone else and thinks that there might be a chance between them. And it's hinted between longing glances that it's the new guy, Henry. Yeah, the French dude. The French dude. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a little interesting twist. Uh, The spring show cast list comes out now. We're moving into springtime. And Gigi is once again cast as the lead. She is playing Giselle in Giselle. And uh, tempers obviously start to flare. June is once again Gigi's understudy. It's like the never the bride, always the bridesmaid bridesmaid, situation. (laughs) June is never the lead, always the understudy. (laughs) That's got to (laughs) suck. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. uh, The Cal Naughton from Talladega Nights. (laughs) It's like, just one time, if you would let me win, (laughs) that'd be great. And basically, that's exactly what it is. I think you can't have two number ones. So things are also going well between Gigi and Alec, and they're officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Nice. Un- Facebook official. Facebook official. Unfortunately, though, Gigi's happiness and optimism are dashed when her beloved monarch butterflies. So she... Um, I just like double ticked. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? what? So I failed to mention this earlier. She has these beautiful monarch butterflies that she keeps in a terrarium that she yeah. had grown... Um, from caterpillars, like, and it's like her special bond with her dad. Yeah. And she's been like very homesick. So the butterflies like make her think of her dad on the other side of the country in California. 
and you know, it's like her pet more yeah. or less. And like in this toxic environment, like we all, they all need something to keep them happy. Hmm. So anyway, her beloved monarch butterflies are essentially murdered. No. Yeah, someone removes them from the terrarium and pins them to the wall to die. Damn. And it's like metal. Yeah, this like basically causes Gigi to like melt down and publicly blame Betty and like have this huge meltdown. And this is when Betty starts to get scrutinized more closely. So now it's the night before opening day of Giselle. The dancers decide to go let loose and go party at a club. Now, mind you, they're like. In high school, but <laughs> yeah. okay. New, it's like New York City, girl, I like get, everybody's yeah, exactly. 15. They're just getting they trashed. They just sneak into the club. Yeah. They're all having a great time, and it's great to spend time together in like a less disciplined setting. Like they don't get to like let loose often. So they're on their way home, and everybody's drunk and having fun. Gigi's heel gets stuck in the cobblestone street. And as that's happening, she feels a push from behind. And she gets pushed in front of a taxi. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, I was oh, reading no. it. I was like, wait a minute. So sprawled out and unconscious, the other dancers start to panic. Fingers quickly get pointed at Betty. Yeah. Who she denies that she did it, but she even starts to question her own mind because she's also drunk. She's like, did I, did I do that? Did like I push her? Regina like, George situation going on. Oh, my God. Yes. She pushed her. So as a result of this, Gigi ends up in the hospital. Uh, Betty gets kicked out of school and June gets the lead in Giselle and the book finishes with Betty trying to get back into the school and it's the opening night at Giselle and after the curtain call so the last you know they're taking their bow mm. a new dancer comes on stage and it turns out it's Cassie that oh, star dancer from last year that broke her hip yeah she's back <laughs> just when June thought she was going to be on top. Because June was like, June was the only one left. Now Cassie's got to go again, (laughs) too, I guess. Break the other hip. (laughs) Um, But there's cliffhangers since this is a series. Yeah. So Betty was blamed for the taxi, but it Mm. really wasn't Betty. Yeah. So I'm reading it and I go, I don't think this is Betty. I don't think it's June. It's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did get it spoiled for me. Uh, But um, is it in the show? I won't spoil it for you guys. Did they spoil uh, it in the show? So apparently things are a little different in the show. Gotcha. Like there's more of a mystery drawn out from the very beginning as opposed to like the end. Of, you're like, mm, I don't think Betty pushed her in front of this taxi. I think there's yeah. more to this story. Like the mystery only kind of pops up right at the end for this. But yeah. apparently in the TV show, the mystery is drawn out throughout the whole Interesting. thing. Would you watch the show? Oh, I would totally watch it. Yeah, maybe we'll fire it up. Yes. I think my um my best friend Sarah was recommending it. So nice. All right, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch an episode. <laughs> Jeff will give it a chance. If yeah. you got through Gossip Girl, I'm pretty sure you could get through. Yeah, this. it sounded pretty similar to the new one. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it g- gives me vibes. Nice. All right, so let's take a quick break, and you can come back with stick it. Stick it. All right. Good. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're going to cover the 2006 movie Stick It, <laughs> which I think uh, we like bonded over early in our relationship because like for at least a summer or two, Stick It was like always on TV and I worked at night. So I was just like camping out in the day, you know, and I'd go to right. work at like four o'clock and it was just always on like FX or something. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's watch Stick It. was it. just like in the rotation. <laughs> for the longest time, it was one of those movies that I'd never seen beginning to end. I always caught it in the middle and I'm like, this movie is kind of funny. Let me keep watching it. And uh, yeah, just I, I always liked it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it in theaters with, uh, I believe, my friends Tara and Brooke. Oh, nice. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um, so yeah, this was officially re- released. La. So you would have seen <laughs> tongue twister <laughs> so you would have seen it in the movies around april 28th 2006 it's an american release that makes sense must yeah. have been on spring break yeah it was uh written and directed by jessica bendinger who also wrote bring it on oh so okay it dir- does give me bring it on yeah, vibes. it was like kind of the gymnastics version mm, of that mm-hmm. so she didn't direct bring it on but she wrote it so gotcha kind of get the parallels I, I can feel it yeah it stars uh missy peregrim jeff bridges who like Shout out to my Jeffs. <laughs> the one good Lange's. Jeff. Yeah. He's definitely in my top two. It's like him and Jeff Goldblum. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Vanessa Lengis. I hope I said that right. Uh, Gia Carides, uh, Nikki Soho, and Maddie Curley. 
I'm so sorry if I said any of your names wrong. Um, and also, there is a guest cameo later in the movie from the 2008 all-around Olympic champion, Nastia Lukin. Love her. Yeah, she has a small part in the third act. So let's crack into it. Woo! Um, the main character, Haley Graham, is this rebellious 17-year-old who's got some run-ins with the law. She's got these two friends named Frank and Poot. What? <laughs> I don't think I picked up on their names. Yeah, it's Frank and Poot. <laughs> it's P-O-O-T. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's short for something. I don't know. But the more I watched it in our most recent watch through, I'm like, these guys are literally the two dudes from Biodome. Like, there's the <laughs> same like energy, like the yes. same friendship, and like almost the same wardrobe. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're I'm right. Like, oh, shit. This is like a distant prequel. <laughs> <laughs> So the three of them cause some property damage on this new construction home after some sweet BMX chicks go awry. <laughs> uh, Haley's uh, set to stand trial for the damages and is forced to choose between her two parents, which she can't. They're both terrible. Side note, one of, well, <laughs> I was going to say one of her dads. Her dad is the guy who plays Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I always find that guy in every movie. I'm like, oh, shit, it's that guy. <laughs> They're on the pork chop or whatever. Um. So she has to choose between the two of them, um, but she can't because they suck. And then she gets sentenced to attend gymnastics camp. Oh, no. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a threat. Um, she's uh, sentenced to go to this elite gymnastics studio called Vickerman Gymnastics, which is in Houston, Texas, and is run by Jeff Bridges character, Bert Vickerman, who is a retired gymnast himself. Nice. He got hurt. <laughs> it happens, I guess. It, it does. Yeah. Uh, Haley um, has a talk with the coach who convinces her to take up the sport once again so that she could enter this like mini tournament and gain some prize money to help pay back the money she owes from like the court and the damages of this house that she yeah. screwed up. Side note, she was the only one who got caught. Her two buddies like got away. So and she like didn't throw them under the bus. Right. Like screw them. Nice. I, I mean, yeah, I guess she didn't yeah. snitch, but like they're yeah, in her life still like stitches. sucks that you're in this they're like sorry <laughs> bye here's my cell phone yeah yeah the guy just like gives her the cell phone <laughs> that's a big deal in 2006 <laughs> yeah I, guess. I mean could you imagine giving away your iphone to your buddy who's going away you're like no you don't have a phone have mine f that <laughs> <laughs> so side note Haley's considered uh one of the most talented gymnasts in the like United States and a year earlier to the movie, she made it to the world championships, but she walked out of the con- uh, competition in the middle of the finals, costing the American team, the gold medal and leaving a lot of people hurt and crushed and also make her one of the most hated people in gymnastics, which side note, <laughs> God forbid if we don't win gold, right? Side note mirrors the real life events of Simone Biles in the mm-hmm. U S Olympics um, this past year. And uh, it's refreshing to know that in real life, gymnasts would like support the real life struggles of someone who had to quit at the highest level. No reasons given. Well, not no reasons given, but just in the heat of the moment. I was very surprised at how the world reacted to Simone Biles not competing. Uh, And we can talk about that more later. Because like in this, if that happened in this movie where everybody just accepted this main character, Haley, like 90% of her inner turmoil. Right. Yeah. Um, so at this uh, invitational, Haley, you know, is doing really good, but she also convinces her teammates to do harder tricks so that they'll like flop and she'll win the money. So that was kind of rude. Ugh, yeah, that was not a good teammate. Yeah. Um, on her way to her sets, I guess, <laughs> competition. <laughs> uh, one of the fans like is like, you screwed us over at Worlds and like throws a soda at her. So she's got a She's just having a bad day. Her mom shows yeah. up and her mom's like awful. We find out that her mom is like banging her old coach. <laughs> so her friends show up and they're just like a mess too. And she ends up doing poorly at her uh, competition. She's like crying and stuff. So she's like. She had a tough day. She had a tough day. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. It does. So there's also like a weird. I feel like this movie is like two movies mushed together. The first half yeah. is Haley's journey to like not be an angry teenager and like deal with her emotional trauma. And then the second half of the movie is them like 
having a statement on the judging system of gymnastics. You're right. And it like there's a part in the middle where it like evenly splits between these two halves of the movie. I wish they kind of like got a little bit into the judging part earlier. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up actually because I know it's it like a was metaphor. such a wild change. Like at one point all of a sudden you're like, wait. Yeah. I thought this was about Haley's like past as a like struggling teen. Like but they like button not up, judging. Yeah, but- they like button up Haley's thing in the middle and like, you know, her stuff gets paid and like all is well and she doesn't have to do any training or anything anymore. So like that movie's done. And then from then on it's a movie about the judgment system, right. the point judgment system, I should yeah. clarify. In the Which in real life, the judging is also fucked up. So. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it's probably yeah. horrible. Um, so, again, at this point, she's having the bad day at the gymnastics thing. And then she finds out her mother was paying or the father was paying Bert Vickerman like three times what the other girls were getting paid. So she's pissed off at him, too, now. Yeah. I don't um, blame her. Yeah, no. But, you know, um, in. 10 things I hate about you type fashion. (laughs) He was secretly using the money to pay off all of her debts to society. So like I said a second ago, she's in the clear. She doesn't have to do anything, but she's invited to stay and train with him because he sees something in her and they kind of have like a father daughter type bond at this point. Yeah. They got a good relationship. Yeah. So now that we're back in the gymnastics studio and everything's like hunky dory she made up with her friends she doesn't owe any money she's no longer technically being punished by society Haley decides to train again for nationals and you know right the wrong do it for yourself kind of yeah um and she does qualify with an in-house like meet between the other girls Mm -hmm. and it's her and three other girls but one of them does this gnarly front flip and like (laughs) what's it called splits the beam yeah she splits the beam you like crotch yourself Basically, if your legs go on either side of the beam. Yeah, it looks horrifying. This is why men do not do balance beam, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Not even a little? Men do not go on balance beam, no. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Nobody wants to live dangerously, I guess. Yeah. Um, a male splitting the beam would probably be a really, really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> probably would. <laughs> so um, one of the other girls, Joanne, gets to go on the team. And she's like the comedic relief of the movie. She's Yeah, like, I kind of love her. <laughs> she's like homeschooled and like keeps saying words wrong. And <laughs> she's just kind of, I don't know, oblivious. She's very like airheady. Yeah, yeah, but she's funny. Yeah. So now that we're at the world championships and everybody's going, uh, one of the girls from the team, Mina, does a really, really difficult move on the vault. Mm-hmm. Is that what the, Okay. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Good job. <laughs> she does this really badass move and uh, she gets like, Doc, like Doc's lowered on her scores. And so, you know, the coach Vickerman's going to the judges and he's trying to figure out why. It turns out her like bra strap fell out of her suit. Her bra strap was showing basically. Is that a real like deduction? Uh, yeah. That's stupid. You can get deductions for your appearance. Oh, Um, I guess that makes sense. Nails, jewelry, Hmm. um, hair not being neat. It's not her fault. Just came out when she was flipping through the air, like the guy says. So this pisses off all of the girls on the team who decide to, I guess, take a hit or take a fall in honor of the girl who did the really good trick. So they all scratch and like Mm -hmm. force the judges to give the one girl the gold medal because nobody else went. Yeah. Basically competed against nobody. Love that. (laughs) But it's still good, though, because, you know, they train and it's they're competing against themselves, which is sometimes half the fun. So this actually continues through all of the events where the girls decide like they could pick who wins the number one, like the gold medal. So they have like this weird like mafia committee where they're <laughs> just like befriending people and deciding who from even other gyms and other teams. So it's not just all of them winning their own gold medals, even though they all do anyway. So whatever. <laughs> um, I feel bad for like the girls that yeah. Like they decided didn't deserve <laughs> right. to win. Like I wanted that in like the deleted scenes. Like yeah. you're really nice and everything, but But you kind of suck, so you're not mm. winning a medal. Yeah. Sorry. It's imp- uh, like, but you have to scratch. There's so many people who were like quote losers who you know would not just yeah. go down easily. They train like for years for this, yeah, right? There's, for nationals. There's no way. So movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> One such girl does decide to compete against Haley and a bunch of the other girls who um, she was Haley's old best friend from the last team she was on. But there was the rift because she walked out on walked out on the yeah, team and yeah. cost her like metal or something. 
Um, <laughs> so you think this girl, her name's Trisha, is going to be like the bad guy of the movie who's just going to like fuck everything up. But at the end, it gets to the point where Haley's going to go for her gold medal and it's the floor routine because obviously that's the coolest one. <laughs> 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 and uh, Haley does this awesome routine. And right before she's going out there, she's kind of having this inner monologue about how she has nobody and you know, her parents suck and her friends aren't there. And she just wishes somebody would pull her aside and say they're proud of her and, you know, give her the old pep talk. And at that point, um, coach Vickerman does pull her aside and give her the pep talk. She's trying not to cry. And he's, it's a really sweet. And I cried. She did. It was very nice. So she goes out there and she does, um, this floor routine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, even though she's competing against herself, it was still an important battle against her nerves and like the old outlook in life. So her floor routine's like mixing the old graceful moves of her gymnastic style and then throwing in some mosh pit dancing. Love that. <laughs> it works. And in the end, the girl Trisha, who you thought was going to like fuck everybody over, decides to scratch herself. So Haley gets the gold medal. Yay. After the gold medal ceremony, uh, the future seems to be pretty good for all these ladies. And Haley gets a bunch of NCAA gymnastics scholarship, like lookout, I guess, tryouts. I don't know. Yeah, I guess she was getting scouted. Scouted, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for, yeah. So, yeah, she's doing good. She's with her gym. Her parents suck, but the moral of the story is she doesn't have to, you know, rely on them now that she's an adult. Yeah. I guess. And they'll pull it together eventually. All as well. Yeah. It was a fun romp. It was a really, <laughs> it was a really good, like, teen movie. I, I enjoy it. It is. It's a good teen, teen yeah. movie for sure. Yeah, so why don't we take a quick break and we'll talk about the two. Yeah. Nice. We'll be right back. We're back. We're going to get into some analysis. Yeah. So I think, I mean, dance and gymnastics are obviously like two different things. But with that being said, I like to tell my dancers and gymnasts that they're kind of cousins in a way. Yeah, it helps to know a little bit of both, depending on what your main is. Well, I teach, um, we have our team girls, our competitive gymnasts, and I teach them ballet. and. I mean, I don't want to say ballet is like the most important, but like, you know, um, they definitely work well together. And I mean, you see in dance all the time, the acro tricks and it's a lot of tippy toes too, you know? Right. So, and I mean, I feel like cheer can kind of also fall under this umbrella too. Yeah. Um, of Lots like, of like throwing your body and stuff. Of like tumbling and dancing routines. Like, mm. I feel like they can, they're all kind of connected in a way. Um, and they, like dance definitely helps out with cheer and gymnastics and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I think they can all go hand in hand. I always wanted to do gymnastics when I was little. Cause I was like super into the power Rangers and I was like, yes. I wanted to like backflip walk, you know, they like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. wasn't in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My gymnastics uh, career ended very early when I was little after yeah. I forward rolled and need myself in the face and I never wanted to go back <laughs> oh, again. No. That was that for me. Oh, in no. gymnastics. I could do a front flip like into a pool. I could do a pretty solid flip. Like I feel like I remember like not believing this and I feel like I did see yeah. it. I could go like, you know, the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did see it when we were in Wildwood and yeah, I was yeah. like impressed. I was like, oh, that actually was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know if I could still do it. That was a few years ago. <laughs> but at one you point, do throw a mean cartwheel too. I, yeah. You did Again. a few years ago. <laughs> That's a few years ago. Your dad as well. I have like weird balance powers. I don't know you how do. or why. You're kind of like <laughs> stealthy. We yeah. did one of those like. <laughs> stealthy (laughs) i don't know just sneaking (laughs) (laughs) like we did one of those rope courses yeah and like jeff was really good at it it's surprisingly good i was like catch up losers (laughs) (laughs) and i was like wait you're going so fast how are you balancing so well (laughs) but yeah there's like this uh like mentality and physicality behind both dance and cheer where it's like yeah um a little abusive sometimes yeah you're like it's kind of like football too, where like you're hurt and you're like, no, I'm cool. It's yeah. like, no, you're hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you should. A lot it. of times in dance, like you get hurt on stage, you you break an ankle, roll an yeah, ankle, or whatever. Just, you literally just keep dancing. Just tape it up. <laughs> or like, so point shoes hurt really super bad, and like yeah. you're literally just bleeding Ugh. on your toes, Gross. and you just you just dance through it, and you got to do it with a smile on your face, look like it doesn't hurt. Uh, and it's. 
you work so many muscles you don't even know you have in ballet. Yeah, it's by so many like balancing yeah. muscles and Yeah. I have gymnasts and like we do ballet exercises and we like keep our arms out to the side and we have to like, you know, have engage your shoulder muscles mm. and all those other things and they like stick like it's for a few minutes you're holding your arms out and they're yeah. like my arms hurt and I'm like these kids that throw their bodies <laughs> around like on a- bars and can hold their body weight and like they can't hold their arms out to the side. And there's like, you with like the whip, like shut up and hold it. <laughs> I'm like, well, now that I'm pregnant, Ten more minutes now, <laughs> now that I'm pregnant, it's been so much fun where I go, well, if I'm doing it, you're doing it. Uh, it's shit. been a, a good time. Yeah. I did. How many jumps with them the other day? Yeah. I probably shouldn't be jumping as much as I have. Um, I think I did a hundred and twenty something jumps jump? with them the other day. What do you mean? Jump. Like, like jumping. jumping, like we did, um, they're called changements. Yeah. And <laughs> you jump switching with, with which foot's in front. Mm. And I did, um, a lot of those. <laughs> I think more than 128 or no. Yeah. It was 128. Cause we did the math. Yeah. Damn. So <laughs> that's a bit, that's a bit. <laughs> it was a lot. Baby was bouncing a little bit. Yeah. He was like, whoa, we going on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that uh, TikTok where it's like, how you doing back there, R2? It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, the mentality and physicality behind both of these things. And I think we kind of got into it a little bit earlier while we mm. were telling the stories. I mean, that's why like the Larry Nassar thing kind of happened. Yeah. Like nobody wanted to speak up because they just. And this goes back to like the Curlies too. So. If you don't really know the full story of what's going on in USA Gymnastics right now. Mm. Um, there's a lot of documentaries. There's a lot. There's, there's a like lot out athlete there. Athlete A. I know. can highly recommend Athlete A was like a really good. Um, it's, there, it's all just soul crushingly depressing. But like yeah. you have to show respect to these athletes and it, hear their story. And it'll help you better understand what's going on. Because I yeah. feel like we can't do it justice. Like explaining fully the situation. Yeah. And the abuse that one happened. And I feel like the things are shifting right now. And it's partially because of Simone doing what she did back Mm. in August. Because there was always this like abusive mentality where it's like the show must go on. Yeah. And I was actually very concerned um, about Simone going into the Olympics this summer. I remember we were watching the worlds and you were like, Oh, like you could just tell by her. I think I was watching qualifications and she like, wasn't, that was it. I think she fell off the beam at one point. And then there was some, like there was something and I was like, she's not okay. Yeah. And like keeping in mind, she was also going on with a lot of the Larry Nassar stuff Mm. was still affecting her um, as she was a victim. And she had even said that she wouldn't have gone back and competed at the Olympics if she, cause she knew her competing and staying on the national team would hold USAG accountable for mm. what happened with Larry Nassar. And oh, she really? was afraid that if she stopped competing and retired, quote unquote, it would just go away that it would just get brushed under. And that's why she kind of was forcing oh, wow. herself through it. So we think a lot of the reason that, and I don't obviously don't want to speak for her, but it's been said that a lot of the reason she was kind of pushing through it was because of that. Uh, But I feel like the mental health, like, and I think this is a worldwide thing. I think people Mm. are, mental health issues are becoming more prevalent and accepted in, in both just not only gymnastics and dance, but also like as a whole. And I mean, in regards to my movie, the mental health with my main character is almost, Mm. I mean, it it was different because like her, inciting incident was finding out her mom and her coach were like tearing her family apart but uh same thing i mean you you just quit right outright you know like it's that's a big deal you know you can't compete with that kind of like pressure and just trauma unfolding yeah you know it's a lot of people do that all the time it's okay to you know take care of yourself too you don't have to push yourself that hard or mentally physically all those things it's so hard because especially when you're young and I know that this happens a lot in like specialized sports, like when you're six or seven and now in gymnastics, you kind of have to be six or seven mm. um, in a competitive way. And I think it really messes with you mentally because I remember being like 12 
and questioning why I was dancing. Like, cause up until that point, that's all I did. I was, I mean, I, I did some other things like once a week, like I did a choir and I, I played handbells, <laughs> but for the most part, like dance was my life. And like, I would give up a social life to, to be dancing for co- like competitions and stuff. And I remember being like, did I pick dance? Like mm-hmm. my mom signed me up when I was two and a half. Like I didn't pick that. Why am I still doing it? And I think everybody that, starts a sport at a young age mm. like gets that questioning at some point yeah and because it, it becomes like your whole life and it also be, like becomes a personality trait to an extent oh yeah and it's weird and then it's your personal life gets so intertwined in it because say half the reason we watch all these movies is because you were in dance your whole life yeah you, like never saw the classics <laughs> it's true like jeff would be like you never saw this movie and i'd be like when was i gonna watch it I'm like we're putting it on now <laughs> <laughs> like i had never seen ghostbusters or jurassic park prior to to dating jeff like movies that people were always like what and like yeah, my friends always t- used takes to up your whole yeah, life people yeah people were like you're so movie deprived and be like yeah well my dad and brother were watching these movies when i was away on weekends with my mom at dance yeah. competitions like I was always at dance and I I know gymnastics is the same way. It's you're always at gymnastics. That's it's the like funny saying like, I can't, I have practice. Yeah. And it just becomes so time consuming and it does like your personal life spills into it. Like her parents divorce or whatever. Like a lot of times as a coach, you see these families become almost like your family in a way. And you Mm. can see like when things are not right at home and, it breaks your heart. Yeah, your boy Jeff Bridges did a really good. <laughs> really he did good such job. a good job. He was He's a good guy. Th- he did some questionable things as a coach that now yeah, you were saying. Was it yeah. just like uh, how he talked to them, or because yeah, I know you some can't just like he said, grab somebody and stretch their right, leg anymore, <laughs> right? So also in light of the Larry Nassar thing now, yeah. um, all coaches and this falls beyond gymnastics. This mm. is all sports. Um, all coaches need to be certified in safe sport. Yeah. And it's basically a course that goes all sorts of abuse. We're talking sexual, emotional, physical, verbal abuse falls under it. You have to basically take this course and it tells you what is considered abuse. Yeah. And it's things that you wouldn't even think about, like, you know, getting water bottles thrown at you or. (laughs) How would I consider that abuse? (laughs) I don't know. Well, if it's like a hydro flask and you're chucking it at an well, yeah, underage that, kid, was that's that Lori physical Hernandez abuse. Or her coach was chucking water bottles or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that. And then even things of using conditioning as punishment technically falls as abuse now. So if it doesn't benefit the event you're on. So like if you're on, I don't know, bars. So bars is mostly upper body. Mm. Um, and say you don't do a trick and your coach goes... And tells you to go do a hundred squats. Yeah. Well, a hundred squats are not going to work on your upper body strength. Like yeah. that's not compatible really? into the conditioning. So that would actually fall under a line of like physical abuse. Like the conditioning is not supporting the skill that they need. But if you said, hey, you need to go do 20 pushups before you go try that skill again. That. Push-ups would help with upper body strength. I know we were talking about the vice dark side of the ring before as a joke, but mm-hmm. like, if you think if you think that's abuse, you gotta watch some of the stuff. I feel like wrestling could kind of fall Horrifying. in a way under like performance. Yeah, no, uh, I, there's a lot of gymnastics. Stuff. A lot yeah, of and a lot of gymnastics. But I'm talking like there's a story about <laughs> this is a little gross. So trigger warning if you want to skip ahead. This dude having to do like 500 hack squats or whatever. And like, when you do that many as a guy, there's some stuff that comes out of your thing thing. (laughs) (laughs) So they would just make people do that. If they like pissed you off, you didn't even have to do anything. It wasn't even a coach. It was like your teammates. Yikes. (laughs) They would like bully you. Yikes. Yeah. I feel like I got stuck in gymnastics world a little bit. I'm trying to bring back the dance world a little (laughs) bit. Uh, And I'm just thinking of how like toxic that academy was absolutely i mean there's there's like the you know cutting someone off to like get ahead it's it's very cutthroat yeah like the competitiveness between Mm. each other um there's spots that's the problem yeah 
it's there's only one top spot. <laughs> exactly. There's only one person that could be number one and well, or be the lead, you know? Yeah. So Well, once you're picked, you're picked. It's not like gymnastics where you still compete, you know? Right. To an extent. I mean, if unless you get hurt. It's and true. that's part of the problem too, is that you're like I said earlier, in dance your body is basically the tool. So, yeah. you know, if you're hurt that's that. And mm. like your whole dreams get crushed. And I know so many people like growing up, I always was like, well, I don't want to make dance a career because if I get hurt or something happens to my body when I'm young, then what else, what will I do? I always remember thinking that when I was younger, but you don't, when you're younger, also you don't realize like the extent of careers that are available yeah. beyond just performing as a dancer. Yeah. Um, you get kind of st- like, caught up in the glitz and the glam sometimes <laughs> the <laughs> sequins true. and the sparkles I have seen you in the uh what was it didn't you like pose for like a catalog and like a glitter yeah, for body wrappers <laughs> um which is a dance company a dancewear company it's jazz hands <laughs> i actually did do a very get, impressive jump in that do you get pissed when spread. people say jazz hands because that's yeah. from like that's I, from um i think it's it on. from well I remember it from Bring It On, but it's been around for so friggin' long. I don't Jazz know if it could be around before that, but yeah, Jazz Hands doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother you. I do get triggered by some things, but uh, Jazz Hands doesn't bother me. Yeah, I feel like there are some things. Like it always kills me when we used to do shows in college. People would be like, "When's your recital?" And I'm like, "I'm not four years old. This is not a recital. It's a show." <laughs> so <laughs> that always used to get me. When's your recital? Like, no, you, you just lost. It's not a, a recital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! But yeah, I think we touched a little bit too on uh like healthiness, and we were talking about like the eating disorders and stuff, and yeah, uh, any, Yeah, as I say, there wasn't any of that in, in uh, stick it. It was a little more of a lighthearted thing, but there is right. You know, people who are like constantly aching and they're taking like ice baths, which looks She did awful. take the ice bath. <laughs> I hear it's like. There was an ice bath in my book, too. Does it like I've heard conflicting things like it either feels amazing or it's like torture. So I don't know. <laughs> I would try. I, I don't think I could stay in there for like 10 minutes. I don't think I minutes, ever took an ice bath ever. You jumped yeah. in like an ice pool. but I jumped know. in the ice pool at the Banya. Yeah. That was a <laughs> good time. It does feel it's like a nice relief afterward. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, it does help with your muscles and all yeah. that and everything. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like too, because of this mentality of like, you're, you need to stay in shape. I mean, I know sadly eating disorders are prevalent in both dance and gymnastics. Mm. Um, you got to have like the gymnast body or the, the dance or ballet body, you know, you got to be tall with long limbs and super skinny. Yeah, but I see, like, I totally get that. But at the same time, like, how do you perform if you don't have, like, Well, and that's why I think (laughs) they're slowly moving away with it. I mean, it was definitely an issue in the last hundred years. Um, And that's why also dancers had struggled with addiction, too, to drugs, because they were trying to keep their bodies. I mean, there was dance choreographers that, like, didn't didn't like the adult female form so they would purposely try to keep like the pre-pudescent pre-pudescent pudescent why can't i say that word um keep that body so people would like do drugs to in order to stay small and like a lot of times not that i want to be talking about periods but a lot of gymnasts and dancers get their periods very late because of how much they exercise and don't or don't eat correctly and it like screws up their whole body hmm. it's insane but I, I feel like because it's been an issue and especially with things that have been brought to light in gymnastics things are changing like i'm seeing a noticeably different um in both like i see nutrition options now i feel like you know our team girls are offered nutrition courses we've talked to nutritionists before um co- as coaches were taught about you know obviously what we can and can't say and I I just avoid the topic of weight in general with kids because you never know like what 
comment you make that might seem like not a big deal that could be a big deal like to them lives with them forever right <laughs> it's terrifying right. it's it's scary like <laughs> as an, a trusted adult you need to like be very careful with what you say because mm. i think about things that was probably like nothing to my teachers now but like thinking about it 20 years later like i still remember being like scarred in a way yeah and funny enough i was actually just talking to um a former gymnast and she was saying how like she had a terrible coach and that it's like kept her from doing the sport yeah things are so different now i mean there's definitely more care given and that's amazing you know like yeah these people especially you put so much more effort into like the children which is what they were always supposed to be doing (laughs) yeah so there's there's definitely a change on the horizon and i feel a little bit more hopeful that things are going to be healthier, both mentally and physically, for our future dancers and gymnasts. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're definitely benefiting from having you in the field because you're doing a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I do. I truly love dance, and and I do love gymnastics as well. It's even though it's like a I'm going to say newer passion, but I've been coaching for <laughs> a long time, long time now. So, <laughs> uh, I'm very. Uh, where am I going with this? Uh, I do love the sport of gymnastics and I've been researching it more as I've grown deeper and deeper into the field. So perfect. You want to take a quick break and we'll do some ratings and recommendations for our stories. Yeah. Great guys. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're just going to do some ratings and tell you what to watch. If you want something similar to these stories. Yeah. I'm going to go first and give you the obvious. If you liked Stick It and you didn't see Bring It On, that's definitely the the number one go-to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there hasn't been like any gymnastics movies after Stick It really, right? No. There's a couple like bad there Netflix ones. There was like ones. bad like straight to Netflix yeah. ones. <laughs> I watched them. They were like, you know. I watched them as well by proxy. <laughs> they were movies. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Bring It On would definitely be a good... Um, second movie yeah i would give it uh, this is like a guilty pleasure for me so i'm just gonna give it a nice because i think some of the acting is like definitely okay yeah every time i watch this movie i'm like how do they get jeff bridges in this shit i have no idea (laughs) but he kills it he does a really good job the two stars of the movie definitely you know him and uh the Haley character definitely missy right yeah. yeah they do a great job so i'm gonna give it nice but it's definitely again one of those shows where if it's on tv I'm going to sit down and watch it. I feel that. Do you have an MVP and a masterpiece? Um, so I want to say, I want to like give it a co between uh, the, you know. The two main. Yeah, two main. Yeah. Just because, you know, she does a great job with all the physicality of the gymnastics. And, you know, this is one of her earlier roles. But uh, Jeff Bridges really kind of sells the movie. Yeah. I think so for me. He's a pretty good coach in this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the best scene. So there's like, there's two. So there's, um, for emotional reasons, there's the uh, the pep talk right at the end, right before she's yeah. about to go. That was a great scene. But there's a really great visual montage that they do with um, all the gymnasts kind of like there's an effect where like they're all doing their mm-hmm. routines at the exact same time, but it's like layered. So I don't know. It, it was actually like, really cool. I like didn't remember that scene. It's a very cool when like, I first saw it. Blossoming effect, you know, where like yeah. everybody's going on at the same time, and uh, definitely pretty cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. I actually really liked that moment too. Yeah. How about you? So I'm gonna go very nice for this. Oh it was, wow! It was a good read. Nice. I'm surprised. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was like sitting on the shelf for a while. I was like, oh. it was. I and it was just one of those things that I like always meant to pick it up, but once I picked it up, it I did blow through it pretty quickly that happens yeah my mvp is Gigi because you know she's basically the innocent one in all this (laughs) all she just wants to do is dance and play with her butterflies (laughs) which my masterpiece scene was the butterflies i don't know it was very heart-wrenching for me because like this poor girl is getting like bullied and like experiencing some racism and like the butterflies are like her pet and that remind her of her home and dad and like They're just so innocent and it's so mean like to see that. I think that just caused her to like completely break. And it was just very like it just stands out. I was like, oh, Mm. this poor girl. Uh, In terms of recommendations, obviously, we have the Netflix show. Oh, very good. Uh, There's also Bunheads, which is 
both a <laughs> book and it's also a TV series as well. <laughs> I know that it's a TV series because when we first started dating, I was like, are you a bunhead? <laughs> and I'd Yikes. Like, I never once saw the TV show. I just saw like the trailer and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I remember that. <laughs> it looked, I don't know. <laughs> and then there's also a book that I loved. It was one of my favorite books from like 2004. We're mm. going back to my teenage years called Confessions of a Backup Dancer. And it, it goes over a lot of the same themes. Yeah. and gives you like an inside look at a a dancer's world and it it was a very i enjoyed that book basically (laughs) she's like a backup dancer for like a britney spears type character so nice i I loved that book when i was younger so (laughs) that's another good one very cool so yeah that was our show today hope you guys enjoyed um if you want to uh, give us a shout out please do on apple podcasts we appreciate the uh, comments and stuff um it's so good to like open that up and see a new review it just like gives you the life it really <laughs> does like, never thought um and then uh yeah if you want to listen to the back episodes again apple podcast is the um like the predominant <laughs> on our rankings but yeah, spotify. uh spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, I can't go wrong stitcher all those good stuff mm-hmm. and if you want to look for us on social media give us a shout out dm us whatevs <laughs> you can find us parallel fiction on instagram and twitter parallel fiction podcast on facebook or send us an old-fashioned email at parallel fiction pod at gmail.com thanks guys take care have a great week